welcome back to Bitches Love Brunch. It's episode 28. I'm your co-host, Courtney. <laughs> and this is Kiana. We are on two totally different ends of the spectrum right now. Two totally different ends of the spectrum, I tell you. And I mean, I, if I could laugh hard, I would. I sure would. I just would. felt like I had to be extra. I had to. Did well, y'all hear that burst of energy? <laughs> don't do this, Kiana. That burst of energy. I just want to let y'all know that if you see Courtney and she not that energetic, ask her why and what will get her there. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I feel like that might mean... We not even gonna go there. <laughs> Um, I'm just having no brain. What's going? In my head, I did. So it's okay. okay. All right. <laughs> um, that night made me lose my train of thought. My like, I'm just here having a good time. That's all. You know? Right. Happy to be back. Episode twenty eight. You know, we over a year old now. Yes. So I feel like we're really in this shit. Dang it. Courtney spicy, y'all. Courtney spicy. <laughs> y'all hear more of that later. Um, but and then this is my co-host Kiana. <laughs> hey y'all, it's me, Kiana. I feel like we didn't do, do that part, and we could have, and I just forgot that quickly. So, you know what's crazy is I'm not the best person um, in terms of memory, so I don't know. But I think I, I think I did. Oh, damn. but that's all okay. right. Well, we're here. We're back. Episode 28. Ready to do the stuff. Um, Before we pass the mimosa, how you doing? What's going on? Tell me what's new. Y'all. <laughs> Dang. I'm stuffy. It's hot outside. I'm a little under the weather. Aww. But it's okay. You know, life is still going on. Uh, I'm traveling for work this week. And then Where are you going? You know, little counties around Tennessee. Okay. Saw some cotton fields today. That's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> and everything's so normal, though. Just left the gym, so still pushing through, but my nose just ain't the clearest. You went to the gym and you weren't, like, 100% like you was low-key sick? Yeah, I, that's why um, when you called, I just got out the shower from leaving the gym. I was like, oh, this is oh, perfect. Yep. So Kudos I to, to you for that. I be dead to the world when I'm sick. Don't ask me to do nothing. Girl, I feel you, but the way that um, my body's set up and the way that I'm trying to attack these goals, I can't. I can't. Not right now. I feel that. Sometimes I would try to like do a little workout because I try to sweat it out. Yeah. But that mostly consists of just like a little cardio, not a little, but some cardio or something. But other than that, if I'm sick, but y'all, Courtney cardio is different from my cardio. <laughs> I will run like a mile or two. Like a good day, I'm running two, two and a half miles, maybe three. May I like to give myself a little short five Ks. Um, so if I'm feeling really, really ambitious, it's it's about three. I don't even make it to the point one. But um, Courtney would get on a bike and and bike forty miles. <laughs> Not forty. No lie, girl. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Girl, but, bye. I mean, I can do, it depends on how long I'm sitting on the bike. If I do 30 minutes, I could get in a good seven, eight miles. 
But I feel like 30 minutes isn't a lot. So it's like, I might as well, right? Only only eight mile I'm getting is with Eminem. I'll tell you that. Bye. I'm not. Bye. I can't. Kiana got jokes today. Kiana comedian today. This is what we doing. <laughs> it's going to have to because um, I'm, I'm pulling from nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. If you would have asked me to run a mile, I'd have been like, hell no. Really? No. Kiana, I'm not. Like, my endurance has gotten better because of the cardio that I do on the bike. But it is still not my preference. First of all, I don't know how you do it. My boobs too big. It's it's too much. I wear it's two bras. Much. I wear a regular bra and then I wear a sports I do that bra. too. And I that do still that doesn't, like, trap them completely down. No. No. But I don't, but I don't enjoy running. Don't get me wrong. But that's honestly the quickest way to get results for me. Yeah, I don't enjoy it, so I don't do it. But put me on that bike, stationary or an actual bike, like, I'm there for that. I can go the distance. Yeah, real bike riding ain't no <laughs> joke either. It's not. It's a whole different ball game. It ain't fun like when you was five. <laughs> it's not fun. I was like, we was out here kicking it, like talking, standing on the handlebars, throwing our hands up. Don't talk to me if we bike riding together. I don't want to talk to no. you. No, no. I'm I need tired. a little leisurely, leisurely, a little leisure bike ride. That's different. But if I'm out here trying to like get a workout, you know, we not. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm trying to shed time off my mind. But anyway, but I'm that's how I'm doing. How you doing, Courtney? I am doing really well. <laughs> Um, even considering, so my update this week that I actually wanted to share on the show, cause we've been talking about this. So, and I was trying to tell y'all like, I'm a whole Angela Bassett, a bitch. Yes. That got a, I did it again. I think Chick, you should just roll with it. Okay. Chick done got a groove back. Ow. So I'm like out here trying to be on this dating scene. Um, I've had a more positive mindset with the dating apps because it's different than like just being on the dating scene. And we've talked about that, but I'm trying to keep an open mind about the dating apps. And so I think, Kiana, you've known this. Like, I've tried Tinder before and I got off. Like, it it just was not for me. Like, I, I want to date and marry a black man. I'm not like so. If you're not that, I'm swiping. Okay, up. Orthodox Black. <laughs> yes, Molly. Okay, yes. Orthodox Black. Like, that's it. And y'all have known that. So, if you're on Tinder and you're not Black, it's an automatic swipe left. Long story short, I got back on Tinder this time and the Black men have been coming out the woodworks. Okay, Black men in Columbus, hey. I was like, I don't know what happened. Maybe I needed that six-month break. But hello. Now, granted, some of them are still duds for me. They will be loved by somebody else, but not me. Um, but I went on a date, y'all. Oh. I went on a date. So how was it? <laughs> first, yeah, on a scale from 1 to 10, where we at? Or should you go first and then rate it later? Yeah, go, go to give me the details in there. Right yeah, now. I'm gonna give you. The, I'm gonna give you the details. 
So I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna try to make this very concise. Saw a guy swipe swipe right. We we match whatever. So we start chopping it up through the app. See a couple pictures, but I didn't go back to his profile. So at some point we get to the point of like, okay, hey, let's exchange numbers, so on and so forth. You know, because let's talk about connecting at some point. Cool beans. Well, we exchange numbers, but I don't be saving nobody's number until like I know that this is about to be a thing. So right now, I just be looking at the number or whatever. So he hits me up, and I couldn't remember his name. So I'm like, let me go back to his profile and see his name. Well, I see his name, but I also find these pictures. I shouldn't even do this, but I don't give a shit. Um, and we'll tell y'all why during the past the mimosa. But <laughs> so I go to his profile. And bro got on like um, something, some faux fur shit around his neck, and I was like, "Damn, I forgot about that. I don't what I don't know what made me swipe right, but whatever. We're here now. We're talking, and we're wait, is this before the date or on the date? This is before the date. Okay, so we're communicating. To be clear, we're communicating and getting to know each other. And I'm like, "Oh, okay. So how's your evening going?" He's like. I'm cool just doing um, cooking dinner and doing homework with my kids. As Kiana knows, not a problem for me because I don't want children. So if you have children, that might mean that you don't need any from me. So I was like, okay, how old are your your kids? And he goes, daughter is 12, son is 10, daughter is 7, son is 3. I was like... You gotta start. You gotta start in lineup. Start in lineup. I know. I said I was good with kids, but I wasn't expecting the Brady Bunch. But I took a step back and was like, um, "You know what? You got four kids. That means you don't need not a nan single one from me. Not one. I don't need to birth any. Cool. So I pushed past that. Um, he goes on to tell me a couple of other things, but. That's neither here nor there. I don't want to put him all the way out there like that. But I'm like, okay, I'll still go on this date with this guy. Um, we talked on the phone a couple times, had really good conversation. We're like, okay, okay, let's meet up. Yeah, come, you. I don't know if it's your sickness, a little cold in your chest, but you are actually sounding like Molly. So it's a little creepy. You sound like Yvonne Orgy. Um, just so you know. Really? Um, yeah, it's just a little bit. Stop talking because it's creeping me out. <laughs> no. Okay, go ahead. Um, so we talk on the phone, have good conversation, cool beans, share some things. That's when I tell him I don't want kids. He was like, oh, so you actually want a guy with children. I was like, I didn't say all of that. I just said that I'm open to don't it. Don't you fit yourself in a box, boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't be making it seem like I done found the one because we don't know that yet. Right. Um... So we set up a time, we're going to go to, I'm thinking we're going to go have drinks. He was like, let's grab a bite or drinks. And when I hear grab a bite, it doesn't necessarily have to be dinner. It doesn't have to be anything super official, but whatever. So I recommend this place at Easton. Um, He said he had never been there, but I sent him, you know how like you can pull up the link in Google and then send the link to somebody. So I sent that to him. So that you are fully aware of, like, what you're getting into. He's like, cool, I've never been there, but let's go. We get there. He clearly has not seen anything that's on this menu before in his life. So Where'd you go? We went to Kona Grill at Easton. I don't know what that is. 
but they have a they have a really good happy hour. Okay. Um, but you can get like starters now. Green, it's like now they do have like sushis and whatnot. I'm looking but again, at that. <laughs> of course you are. But I sent it in advance for that reason. So it's stuff like calamari, sushi. But it's also like some regular. Mm, I can get some regular stuff here. Right, you can get some regular stuff there too. So I've only been there a couple times, and the times that I've been there, I go for this dessert, for or I've had this dessert, whatever. And I was like, mm, I'm debating between the calamari and something else. Can't remember what it was. And by the time that the waiter comes, I can com- I completely choose something different than what I was discussing, and he chooses the calamari. And I was a little surprised because he had settled on something else as well. Well, the calamari comes out, and he stares at it for five minutes. No lie. Not an exaggeration. This is no shade, but he clearly had never seen calamari before in his life. So why he ordered it? He must have heard of it. He must have heard it in the song. I mentioned it earlier because I was like, I want to try the calamari again, but I changed my mind. So See, I feel like he got people it. Just trying to be cool, not knowing they about to eat right. some octopus. <laughs> <laughs> right, and again, no shade. It's no shade if you've never had calamari, but I don't want you to get it on my court. Right, you know what I mean. Like especially since you spending this coin. All that to say, he stared at it for five minutes, and and he was really trying to figure out like what he was supposed to do with it. He finally gets one, but he picks up one that's, like, with the little squigglies on the end. Oh, no. No, I won't eat them. And I'm like, you could bypass that, especially since you have never had this. I didn't say that because I wasn't trying to call him out. He ate all of three pieces. He had to get a to-go box because I'm I'm sure he was probably about to give it to somebody else or throw it away. Um, Courtney, the least you could have did was tell him that calamari is not good warmed up. <laughs> like that that was how we knew that you had no idea like any seafood that you get you can't reheat it but you okay you're right with calamari you can't i won't say any seafood because you could put calamari or you could put something fried in the oven or you could flash fry it real quick yeah, calamari is okay, not yes, one of those can, things but not though. calamari not calamari because if it's slightly overcooked it's done for all that to say, besides that, I just felt bad because you could tell he was like trying to either impress or go with the flow because he didn't know what it was. Um, but besides that, it was a pretty good day. We went someplace else. We went to this other little hole in the wall bar. Um, he was sweating profusely, and that's okay too. But I really just wanted him like, and maybe I just think of like Cleveland dudes when I think of this. But like, cause my brother does this. <laughs> Like, if it's hot outside, if it's 90 degrees, I'm carrying, like, my little towel or wash yeah. off with me. And I'm just going ahead and, like, doing the whole. But he was, like, trying to be cute about it and trying to act like it wasn't there. I'm like, bro, if you don't just go get a paper towel, like, it's cool. I don't give a shit. So he was pr- sweating profusely, like, on the forehead, like, dripping on the table. <laughs> no exaggeration. And, you know, I sweat, so I feel yeah. like that is, wow, that's hard. I feel for him. And so, he, at one point, he felt like he had to address it. And I was like, I really don't. He was like, I'm just a natural sweater. He was like, it's not that I'm nervous or anything. I was like, I'm sure you're not. He also got whiskey 
and he's really a vodka drinker. And I told him that I was a whiskey drinker. So I'm like, why are you drinking whiskey then? It's probably why you're sweating like this. But I'm let me say this because I feel like there's gonna be a couple dudes that's gonna come at my neck. Be clear that like I'm all for a guy like trying to impress you, right? Also be clear that this has been a 20-minute story, and we're just going to go ahead and wrap this up. (laughs) The point is, (laughs) it was an interesting day. At some point, he told me that he had a vasectomy. I have since decided that I'm probably not going to see him again. (laughs) Because of the vasectomy? No, I don't care about the vasectomy. That's a good thing. It just wasn't a click. Okay. Like, it just wasn't a click. Like, I feel like you can meet people, My like, you can meet people on here and know that it's like, you cool people, but I don't think that I would want to date you. And I feel like that's who he was. Like, you cool, good conversation. You seem like a really good dude, head on your shoulders, got himself back in school. All of his kids are by the same woman. He's super involved. It just wasn't a click. It just wasn't a click. I think that's fair. I do want to ask you something, though. Oh, girl. Okay, go ahead. Do you think that there's anything that you could have done to help relieve his pressure, to relieve, like, the anxiety he obviously was feeling? So, Kiana, you would actually be proud of me. I was super, and this was prior to having any drinks. I was super, like, chill. I was, like, not even I was out of character for myself because he was you could tell he was uncomfortable not uncomfortable but like a little nervous you know what I mean yeah so I went the extra mile and because I thought about that in the moment I went the extra mile to be like this is new especially for him because like I said he um all of his children are by the same woman um and that's the person that he's been with since for some years, whatever the case, clearly because he has a 12-year-old, so at least 12 years, right? And so him getting back on the dating scene was new, and so I took all of that into consideration, But and I also took into consideration myself. Like, Courtney, like, you need to make a serious effort at this, so you can't be like, not that it's not okay to be an introvert, but, like, you're going to have to come out of the box probably a little sooner than you would normally do that. So I feel like, and he may not know this because it's only been a couple weeks, but I will say I did make every effort to make him feel comfortable in certain things as well. So like when he was talking about this one, I'm like, bro, it's really okay about your sweating. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. I'm not paying attention to that. I'm not concerned. Like that is not a turnoff for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're good. You have four kids. Not a turn off from me either. It was really more so like I can't make you feel. I think there's always going to be some like first date jitters. You just never know. Like we even had the conversation about like, am I what you expected? Are you what I'm expected? You know, we had those conversations too. It was just like, you know, we put we really put it all out there. I will say that was one of the nice things about him was like we were very direct about expectations, what we were looking for, how we felt in the moment, so on and so forth. So it was just like, I felt like I tried to create that space of, let's just be honest and be comfortable. And I think that's what made it good because it was like, you are truly cool people. 
I don't necessarily feel the romantic romantic aspect though. Does that answer your question? Yeah. I ramble. I mean, you did a little bit of both, but it answered. But you answered <laughs> my question. Um, okay, well, we'll see what happens. We'll keep this journey going. I mean, it is as a process. Yeah, we got a couple more in the in the hole though, so we gonna see. <laughs> yeah, girl, I'm with you. I'm with you. We gonna see. Um, so we're dating, and now we're gonna pass the mimosa. We are dating. Dating is stupid, but um, <laughs> especially yeah, we not. I'm not going there on the show. Okay. Dang, I really want you to, but okay. <sighs> Eventually, I don't think I'm ready yet. I need to figure That's out what I'm gonna do first. So yeah, let's pass the mimosas. I am drinking emergency. <laughs> To get my muse to write for the weekend. Ow. Yeah. I can't even ow right. Something popping this weekend? Well, it's the African Street Festival in Nashville. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be like a sought after event here that I've never been to um, in my two years of living here. So I'm looking forward to going. And we um, have a game night that I'm. I'm that I'm participating in, so. Oh, I thought you were going to say that you were hosting. I was about to be like, look at you. Girl, you know, I don't like hosting people in my house because I don't know the right, I don't know the polite way to tell y'all to leave. Like, because I really want to, you know, have you seen that meme on um, Instagram? And I just want to ask the whole room, like, so what y'all about to do? <laughs> so they can understand, like, it's time for y'all to get out of my house. Like, y'all need another move because this isn't it. Yeah, I have I don't, not seen that meme, but that's hilarious. I don't have that hosting um, characteristic about myself. I'm not a host I or hostess. Um, I like the cute things I can do when I host, but I think I would need somebody <laughs> else to help me um, fully. Maybe that's something I could work on. But Take I ain't people really out. To, yeah, I just I don't want to. I, it's a thing. I've what been you, there. Yeah. What you drinking? Or have been um, drinking. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not currently drinking anything right now, but um, I have taken a couple of shots of tequila. And I also had a margarita. Um, and if you know me, it being a Tuesday, that's a little outside the norm. But because I'm trying to be dating and be out here, um, I took a little impromptu advice from a co-worker and went out with another co-worker and had a couple drinks. But can I just say this real quick? That I'm looking at this menu. It's plenty of stuff he could have got on here. That's like, <laughs> like he could have got the lemon garlic pepper. I mean, the lemon garlic shrimp penne. Can't go wrong with that. Chicken chili. They had flatbreads. That boy went for the jugular. He said, "Go ahead, bring me the the octopus." I'm so glad that you looked at that menu because I didn't want nobody to be out here thinking like, I took this man to this upscale restaurant where you weren't going to know anything on the menu that was not the case uh no it's it was some and i'm you know i'm a picky eater it was some things on there that you can definitely um skate by and get away with even though you've never been there before like you can do that i'm honestly still looking at this stuff that you just sent me kiana and i know we have moved on but i'm baffled anyway Kiana's gonna sh- Kiana's at? gonna share the good oh, word. Sure yes, the good, the good news. With us, I gotta close my messages. 
Wait, I'm sorry. I had to pull it back up now because um, <laughs> I had looked at that restaurant. <laughs> but why the restaurant look like it has some bomb desserts? Though? I don't even like desserts. That carrot cake. But anyway, mm. um, here's the quote for today's episode. And the quote is simple. It's It says, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it says, in the end, we only regret the chances we didn't take. So... On this episode, we wanted to talk to you guys about taking leaps of faith or just taking a leap, a chance, um, taking a risk. So, Courtney and I um, have taken some risks in our lives, um, this being one of them, which mm -hmm. is um, pretty cool, too. But um, we just want to talk about, like, what that experience is, what gets you ready for that risk, and... um, how you can prepare or the things that you can or cannot prepare for sports. So Courtney, what are some of the biggest leaps that you've taken on yourself? Ooh. Or period. Some of the biggest leaps that I have taken. Um, ooh, there's so many. You can just pick like three. Um, I don't think I need three. I would say most of them have been career related. Um, one okay. that I think of in particular is twice in my career. So when I first moved to Columbus, I was working for a small marketing and consulting firm doing business to business sales. Um, when I left Cleveland slash Twinsburg, um, I think I knew in my heart of hearts that it wasn't the perfect situation or the most ideal opportunity, um, but I wasn't finding employment in Cleveland. Um, so I felt like I had to take that leap to see what else was out there. Um, moving to Columbus, I had some friends here, but only really one close friend Um my brother, who I would consider my brother. Um, but I think that was the biggest, not the biggest, but that was one of the biggest leaps of faith because it kick-started everything else um, in terms of my career. So, yeah, I was at a small marketing and consulting firm doing business-to-business -business sales, and it was like I was getting to work at like 7.30, leaving at 6, and it was just not fulfilling at all all um yeah and not that I needed to be fulfilling but like corporate America just in sales just was not what I wanted and what I expected it to be and what I thought that I how I would enjoy it I guess um in that aspect um so that would be one I guess moving to Columbus would be one just because I knew it was not the best situation but I felt like I had to go anyway um, and just hoping that it would lead me to something else, and it did. It took me to quit that job and not really have a black backup plan. I was working at hotels in the meantime. Like, I ended yeah. up quitting that job. I had a very, very awesome friend that I was living with, rent-free, and he was just like, if you need to quit this job, like, do it. Do it. Yes, Issa and Daniel. Like, <laughs> pretty much. Um, now, granted, he was gay, so it wasn't quite like Daniel, but... <laughs> right, right, right. But his support allowed me to be like... He was like, you're not happy. You don't need to be stuck there. 
if you need to leave, leave. Like, I know that you will land in a better place. And sure enough, I quit my job the day before. I took him to the dentist. <laughs> and while I was waiting for him at his dentist appointment, I applied for another job at, like, a hotel just, you know, just to have something in, in between. And sure enough, I got another job. But then that led me into nonprofit, and I've been a nonprofit ever since. So I feel like that would maybe not necessarily my biggest leap of faith, but it was definitely um, the Kickstarter in terms of my career to lead into everything else because I I would have never thought that I was going to be in nonprofit, but here I am almost 10 years later. Okay. Um, and doing it. So I won't belabor you with everything else, but what about you? Um, I think everything in my life has been a risk. Um, I'll put that, I'll say that, but, um, in most recent years, I think a big risk I took was moving to Nashville. Uh, I had lived outside of Cleveland for a little bit. I had lived in Columbus when I first graduated from school, uh, for a short while. Then I moved back to Cleveland. So I was kind of used to not being at home, Yeah, home technically, but I still had a lot of familiar things that were going on. So it's still Ohio still felt like home, even in Columbus. Like I had you there, had some friends there. I live with one of my um homegirls from college. And then moving to Cleveland, um, I still had family there and friends there. So moving to Nashville was just such a risk because even though I wasn't at home or I didn't have like that sense of home, I still had little aspects of things that made it home, like my friends. Uh, and things like that, my support system. So moving to Nashville was a huge risk for me. Uh, and just moving to a city where you have mm-hmm. no friends, no family, um, nothing familiar, literally nothing familiar, new job, new neighborhood, everything. So that was a really big risk. Um, I will also say it felt like a really big risk for me because it was just something I wasn't used to like growing up I was never athletic um I never really played sports I'm not I don't really have a lot of hand-eye coordination (laughs) um it just wasn't something I was used to and I think that as an athlete a lot of people are conditioned to really take care of themselves at least physically and that wasn't something that was a routine in my life and so in January of this year um I've been working out like consistently since January and that's like three to four days a week. Some days, five, six days a week. It just depends. I don't work out any less than three days a week though. Um, and I think that was a big risk for me cause I didn't, I've never done it before. So I'm literally like, I think if I do this, if I take all these things and I start to invest in myself, I can see some mm-hmm. results. Not quickly, Eventually. but as long as they come, that's all that yeah. matters. And you're building up like healthy habits. So that was a really, really big risk for me just because it was such unfamiliar territory. And watching people's like fitness pages and stuff, I'm just like, I can never do that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just something I just wasn't, my body wasn't really um, used to. And so doing that, I learned that I enjoy it probably way too much. Um but I, I do I do love being physical. I do love working out now. And I think maybe the third biggest risk I've taken is 
I'll make it personal. Mm. I'm not not the kind of girl that normally uh, jumps into something and feels initially free. You got to work through these layers. I'm like, I'm I'm an onion. I got real big layers (laughs) to pull back from. And I think last year, I really took a big risk. And I let somebody in um, prematurely, just going off of vibes and not necessarily facts. I'm a fat kind of person. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to see what it would be like to just free fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was another really, really huge risk for me personally. So those are my three. Okay. I don't think I did three, but like I said, that, that was the Kickstarter. Those are good ones, though, and I feel like, especially at the point that we're at, those are common because I think we're at a point in our lives where you're either late 20s, early 30s, where, like, you're really figuring out that you have to do things differently. Like, you cannot do them the same way that you were once doing them before, whether it be your health, whether it be dating, whether it be your career, like... Because at some point in your mid-20s to late-20s, like, okay, I don't necessarily navigate my career the same way I did my education. (laughs) It's not the same. Right. You know what I mean? Um, And you're just navigating life differently. I think for me, another risk or leap of faith was starting a business. Um, That was... Yeah. That was, was and is (laughs) still scary. Sometimes one of my friends made a really good post, like, talking about, you know how people have been on this rant about, like, you working for other people for, from nine to five, but you not, you know, pursuing your own dreams. Not everybody was made to be an entrepreneur. Let me tell you, this entrepreneur life is not for everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not right. for the faint of heart. And I don't think, like, yeah, it sounds good having this supplemental income, but that means I'm leaving a full-time job for some, not for everybody. But for me, it means I'm leaving a full-time job to come home and do another full-time job that was once my passion, that was once something that, you know, made me happy and I thoroughly enjoyed. And you run that risk of turning something that you're, you know, so passionate about and that you love and that you care about to like it feeling like work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So being an entrepreneur, being a small business owner is not easy. But um, I know that I'm not ready to give business ownership up. It may shift. It may look different. But that was definitely a leap of faith because I don't know who told me in my right mind that that was a good idea. (laughs) Like... The sleep right. was nice. I mean, you know, there will be times of the year where I will be up till four, five in the morning and then go to work. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, this and you true. have to, this and you have to true. do it all. Like, I'm not only creating and producing the product or designing the product, but there's a website that comes with that. There's an Instagram page that is poorly maintained <laughs> at this point, but that has to be run. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like you have to be the IT department. You have to be the accountant. There are taxes that have to get paid. Um, but that's that's the price you pay of wanting to be successful in whatever that looks like for you. Success is relative. Um, but that's that's the price you pay. And I think that's something that, like, is important to highlight, like, 
when you leap, it has to be, it has to be for you. Like you can't be leaping on other people's dreams. <laughs> like right. you can't, you can't be leaping because, oh, such and such is doing this on Instagram or um, somebody else is doing this on Twitter or they have a blog, like, cause it's not going to last. It's, and it's not going to be fruitful. It's not going to produce what you need. You got to be leaping on what you are passionate about um, and what what is connected to your purpose. And that's something that has always been important to me before I make that leap. I don't necessarily overanalyze, but I am I do try to consider, like, is this really what I want to do? Is this really aligned with my purpose? Um, so let's put a pin in that. OK. Um, what? And I'll answer this too, but what do you think, what, what type of preparation went into some of these leaps of faith that you, that you've taken? Research for one. Um, when I started the business for me, I don't know if, I think we've like kind of passively mentioned this with the business is on the show before, but, um, I produce custom bow ties. And for me, I've, I've sewn, I've made dresses before. All of it has been self-taught or with minimal um, instruction. And for me, it was like, okay, the fabric to make a, or the cost to make a bow tie is less for me to, less for me to make a full ass dress. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I had to be very intentional. I had to be. Um, I had to be thoughtful about what I wanted to produce and my capacity. So I was like, I was very, not necessarily strategic, but I was very intentional about that. Cause it's like, okay, if it's going to take me 10 hours to make a dress, not saying that's how long it takes, but say it takes me 10 hours to make a dress, but it only make, takes me two or three to make a bow tie. Why would I spend 10 hours to make a dress? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and it, and it run more profit. I'm not going to tell y'all all the details, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So that research and really determining like the intentionality behind it and the purpose behind it, I really sat down and thought about it for a minute because I wanted to make sure that it was worth my time and my effort and that I still felt some connection about it. And some of it with bow ties in particular, I was like, I love a man in a bow tie. And bow ties been around for however long and they're not going anywhere <laughs> like it's it's it's, no, it's not a fad anywhere. where it's just like oh somebody can pick it up and drop it and you know two seconds later no both sides still gonna be around like I'm always going to have business I may not choose to always be in this business but if I wanted to I will always have business in some shape or form um so I did my research research was big for me from from a business standpoint Okay. What about you? Um, in terms of career and moving, um, I, I think there's different. I think my morals and my values are the same across the board. I just think they're heightened in terms of what's what it actually is taking place or what it, what it is I'm focused on. Um, some things will take more precedent over others, but in terms of my work. I always want to make sure that um, no matter what kind of line of work I'm going into, I'm serving in a way that's bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. Just because um, 
I think if I did things unto me, I will always be unfulfilled. Um, and that's why I work in education because it's it's not a price tag on making those mm-hmm. kids happy. It's not a price tag on, you know, getting them to go to college. And so that keeps me going in my day-to-day job. And for me, I really wanted to leave Ohio. I really wanted that experience. And so it was really focusing on what it was going to take to move out of state, how much money I need to save up. Because I was in grad school. I was poor. Uh, I'm still poor, but I was poorer <laughs> in grad school. But um, just saving my money, make sure I can really win. When an opportunity came, I didn't want to be sitting there trying to gather pieces together. I wanted to be mm-hmm. ready. I wanted to be ready when it came and it came and I, you know, have been preparing for that. And, and so I took a leap of faith and not to mention I was in grad school. So acquiring, you know, additional skill sets to land, you know, the job that I right. wanted. And so I always tell myself, you know, make my next move, my best move. So when selecting this position, I knew that I could catapult myself in a direction that I thought would benefit me in the long run. Yeah. Um, Working out, it was almost the same thing, too, in preparation. There wasn't a lot of prep. I think it was just a lot of wasted time initially. But I think that um, I also had to... I think it was a mental thing for me. Because working out, like, physically is challenging. But, like, mentally, you can get past the physical part. It only lasts, like, 45 minutes an hour. You know what I'm saying? You can do it. Anybody can do that. An hour out of 24 in a day? Like... Right. You can easily do that it's the mental thing that when you don't when you don't see results when you don't eat right like I still gotta show up Mm -hmm. I still have to show up um and then lastly you know with a lot of leaps some leaps don't work they don't there's failures there's failures too and so I leaped in terms of letting my guard down soon, or as I call it, free falling, and that relationship didn't work for me. But what it did, um, and there was no preparation for that either. I think I was just, I think I was taking, I was, I was taking things into my own hands. Do you wish that there would have been and some I, preparation? No. No, not really, because I think that. Preparation can come before or after because I think that with the lessons I learned, it prepared me for the next time it should come mm-hmm. around. So the preparation came, it just was out of order. Um, but I'll, I will go into that a little bit later. I do have another question for okay. you. Do you think there are big lessons or what are the greatest <laughs> lessons you've learned from taking these that's leaps? Funny. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Um, one of my Oh, goodness, and I just lost it Um, because I was still in that space of being a small business owner. Um, Crap, I'm really salty. Um, But I guess I would say in taking a leap in general is like being sure like or making sure like you take something away from it. So kind of to your point, um, not every leap is going to be successful. And, and that's okay because I've seen people take leaps or I've taken leaps myself that that initial leap was not a success. But if I hadn't made that leap, it would not have taken me to the next thing. So like if I would have never come to Columbus, I wouldn't be in the field that I am 
in right now. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like there are a lot yeah. of lessons to learn from just like failure is okay. And failure, like just like success is relative, failure is also relative. So I there are very few things that I look at as failure as opposed to a lesson learned. Kind of how you were saying like preparation Sometimes it can come on the front end and it come, can come on the back end. Um, and realizing, like, you you can't do it all and that's okay. Like, there's, <laughs> I know we have said this before. Um, you can't be the jack, jack of all trades. Like, people go to school or people have experiences or people obtain certifications for a reason. So you're not always meant to be the IT guy. It's okay to lean on somebody else and say, hey, I need support with this or I need help with this. Um, you, can, you cannot do it all on your own, whether it's your career, um, your physical health, your mental health, or business. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure once you got um, connected or reconnected to making your physical health a priority wasn't just like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym by myself and do 30 minutes and have no idea what that looks like. You know what I'm saying? Like there needs to be some sort of support and some expertise there because you're not the expert at everything. Um, And so for me, that was a big lesson because sometimes it's hard for someone like myself to give that control to other people or to give that, um, that work to other people. Um, but you have to trust that that will happen um, as long as you're clear about those expectations. So, like, when you go to your trainer and say, this is what I'm looking to do, these are the goals that I have, you trust that he is going to set you up with a plan that will provide you with the results that you want, you know? Um, yeah. So being able to release some things, um, those were some of my my biggest lessons. And it's one that I'm still forgetting that's bothering me. But when it comes to me, I'll be sure to mention it. So uh, a key factor or a key lesson that I took away from everything or out of taking a leap is understanding that um, timing and seasons are everything. Mm-hmm. Because when I moved to Nashville, that wasn't the first time I attempted to move out of state you know I had wanted to move out of state since I had um, left undergrad I had to apply for a job I remember in Charlotte and uh, I really really wanted to move to Charlotte my mom was in Charlotte while I was in college and so I had an opportunity to stay there for a while like over our breaks and I had an interview there and I went there by myself for this interview and I remember just like breaking down and crying like I can't do this like I remember calling my boyfriend at the time like I just I, I don't know what it is, but I want to leave, but I can't. And it just wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right mm-hmm. time. And so um, after living in Columbus and going back to Cleveland and going back to grad school, like all of those things had to align in order for it to be the right time for me to relocate. Because there were some things I needed to learn about myself and really made sure I had the skills that I needed to survive living in a city by myself with nobody else that takes a lot of strength and that's not like trying to pat myself on the back but it also is patting myself on the back like that's not an easy transition uh, I can leave at any point that I want to I think about it every day um, but it it took for me to go through what I needed to 
in order to get to the season where I could move how I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was really important for me. In terms of a big lesson uh, physically, it's just like challenge yourself. Just challenge yourself every day. Even the things that you don't think that you can do, like work at that every single day because eventually one day you're going to be able to do it. And that is the craziest thing is to watch. It's to amaze yourself. Like when's the last time you literally like wild yourself? We be looking for other people to be to come into our lives and be like, impress me, do magic, you know, um, just wow me. Like, when's the last time you did it for you? Right. And I think uh, really challenging myself in terms of like my physical capabilities and mental capabilities. Like, you didn't quit, and I've I've gotten to a point where I literally was like, I'm done with this. I don't want to do it no more. And I still showed up, attitude and all, and I still made it work. There's mornings I don't want to get up and go work out at six a.m. Uh, but ain't nobody else gonna get up and do it for me right. and so I think the biggest lessons I learned there is just pretty much like endurance and just being physically and mentally prepared to bet on myself uh, and then lastly with the relationship I just think like I said timing and seasons are everything when I moved to Nashville I was like, you know what? I have been in school for a while. I'm a professional student at this point. I just, I, I want to focus on building myself up personally. And I was like, I'm going to go to Nashville and I'm going to find a relationship. I'm going to find um, somebody to settle down with. And honestly, despite the fact that I wanted these things to happen, that's not my time. It's not my season for that yet. And there are things that I want to feel confident in myself about before I get into a relationship and expect to get that from somebody else yeah um so timing and seasons truly is everything despite what you really want right now and sometimes that's really just testing your faith and testing how much you really believe that you can manifest the things that you really see in your future Agreed. Um, and it just depends on how bad you want it cause if you want these things and it don't come in six months or it don't come in a year you give up did you really want them right like you need to really figure out how bad do you want it i think so easily i think so often uh we get into this routine of like i see it i want it and it's kind of like you really don't know that you you don't know that yet and you don't know what it's going to take to make whatever it is that you want run as efficiently as you as you're looking at it ass you know what i'm saying so it's we always see the end but we never see the journey exactly and so for me it was like stop being focused on the end product know that you know what you want the end product to look like roughly because it may not look like that it surpass your expectations so take that box off of you know that box that you put yourself in get outside of that box and then for two um just just go with it. Go with the flow. See what happens. When it's good, let it be good. Let's see what happens. Because nothing lasts forever. It nothing doesn't. lasts forever. So you want to enjoy the moment that you're in right now instead of wishing for it to be something different or wishing to be at the end of the process. So shift your focus on the end goal to just commit it to the process. If you commit to the process, you're going to get the end goal. That's a word. That is a very accurate word and that's probably one of like the best ways that I 
could describe it because people find themselves so focused on the end goal. And I feel like, especially in this era of social media, like that's all we see is the end goal. Um, But nobody's posting their journey. Nobody's saying like, you know, this took some sleepless nights or nobody's saying that it took for me to rearrange my schedule or rearrange my habits and realize that I got to go to the gym at six o'clock in the morning before I go to work or I got to go to the gym on my lunch hour. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's always the process and the process isn't going to be easy. Um, I found a meme years ago and it's been my screensaver ever since, but it's not easy, but it's always going to be worth it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't, right. whatever comes to me in the end, I don't want, I don't want easy. I do want it to be worth it, though. Like, I want to be able to say that I earned this, that I worked for this. Um, Not saying that I want it to be a challenge at every turn, but I know that's only going to make the the end result better. It's going to make the experience that much sweeter. But like you said, it's, it's, it's so much more about the process than it is the end result. And we got to stop looking at just the end result. That's... That's what, 5% of the journey? Because yeah. once you hit that end result, there's something else. Exactly. Set, set another goal. Do more. Keep going. Exactly. Um, but to, with, with saying all of that, it all starts with that first leap. And I think that's sometimes, like, before you get to anything else, before you get to the process... There are some people out there that are just like, I just cannot get myself to take the leap. Um, and we're here to say do it anyway. Listen, everything I've done, I've been scared doing it. Like, it's, you either have reasons or excuses. Mm-hmm. Pick one. Pick one. It could be the reason why you do it or it could be the excuse as to why you don't do it. You get to decide that. That ain't no that's not on anybody but you. And if you decide not to, that's on you. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's okay too if you right. do decide not to and say, like, hey, this isn't for me. I think in this generation it's it's so easy um to like poke fun at people who change their mind, but you're supposed to change your mind because you're supposed to be growing. Right. Your mind's supposed to be changing. So if you like, hey, no, I don't want to do that, that's cool. That is cool. Change your mind. You might need to go in another direction. That's for you. Yep. And, you know, another thing I would say, like, when you're taking leaps and you're, you are in a period of transition, um, it is, for at least in this season that I'm in currently, it is so imperative to watch the company you keep, the energy you have, mm-hmm. the people who are going to help push you because I used to hate the saying when I was younger Courtney like my mother used to be like birds of a feather flock together I'm like no they don't like my <laughs> friend, I got some friends that's fast and I'm not like but to be truthfully honest with you sometimes it's really not about somebody being promiscuous or not or somebody or the you know, negative selling connotations drugs or not. Yeah. exactly but birds of a feather really do flock together and so if you're hanging around people who are who have who don't have a growth mindset, who are negative, you know, who aren't reliable, then what does that make you? Right. 
or, what does it make or, you? Or, or what is that potential for you to become? Because you might not exactly. have always been that, but you could become that because that's what you are surrounding yourself with. And I feel like we speak about that as if that's something that you tell your 12-year-old daughter or your 17-year-old son. You know what I'm saying? But even at 32, almost 33 years old, like I am still very, very mindful of that because I feel like that plays into protecting my space. You know what I mean? Like Because I know who I am. I know who... I once was, um, and I know the things that I've done before, like good and bad. And so it's just like, okay, Courtney, you used to do A, B, and C. Why are you, you know, if it's good, like, why are you not doing that anymore? And, like, I had to sit and think about, like, okay, well, who are you surrounding yourself with? And not that my friends got bad, but my circle might have just shifted because life shifts. Like, I can imagine just with you being in Nashville and not to say that you intentionally like have people, but I know that you've experienced this, have people that um, are not necessarily aligned with you, but you've had to take them. I'm, I'm saying you just because I'm thinking of this thing in particular, but you've had to be like, this person just isn't for me or this situation just isn't for me. And I feel like you have to realize like you can do that at any age. This isn't just something that you tell your teenage kids or your nephews, whatever. Like this is something that you do on a daily because the people that you have surrounded by you impact you more than you know. But and and it's very subtle. It's not intentional, but like if you, if you start to shift and the person that you're around is just that kick it friend, then all you're going to end up doing is kicking it. Yeah. We start, we're not starting businesses anymore. We're not advancing in our careers. We're not, um, getting master's degrees. Like we just kicking it. If that's what you want, that's one thing. Okay, great. But if it's not, then you need to readjust and reevaluate. You do. You really you really do. So be careful who you do life with. Your friends can either change your life and catapult you to where you need to be or they can hinder you. It's so true. I look at that. I think of that when I look at Megan Mark. I'm like, do her homegirl introduce her to royalty. Bruh. Bruh, shout out to her. She need to get the tip of the week. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, and I also want to say this, you know, me and one of my uh, one of my really close friends, we talked about this, because we also are a generation of being very boastful about cutting people out off. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, you know, I, I try not to tell people, like, I cut people off, but some people I've, I've had to cut off. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But there are other people that you outgrow. There are also people who just aren't in season with where you are in life and that doesn't necessarily mean that you ooh, that you cut them off but right now it's a time and a place for everything including people so um you just be cognizant of that because you never know who you might need what may reoccur what you might rehash and to be so proud to say you cut somebody off i just think that um it just shows how cold-hearted we've essentially 
how cold-hearted we've become. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a it's not a cute thing. It's not a good thing to just cut off people who meant something to you. And that's not an easy thing to do, especially if those people really did mean something to you. Sometimes it's just making peace with the fact, like, you know, this just isn't for this season in my life. And that's okay. Right. Uh, so I just, I just wanted to put that out there. And sometimes it may just be like, this isn't for this day. <laughs> like, yeah. today, I need my spiritual friend. I don't need, I need the friend that's going to pray for and with me. Yeah. Tomorrow, I might need the friend that's going to go to happy hour. And on Thursday, I might need the friend that can do all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can be season, it can be day, and that's okay. Like, you just have to be aware of that. But that, too, is taking a leap. Yes. <laughs> like, if if you need to let go of certain things that are not producing what you need for this next season, that, too, can mean you taking a leap and being like, I have to mourn. I have to mourn the fact that this relationship no longer serves me. That's a leap. And like you said, we focus so much on and we glorify the idea of cutting other people off. But we're not talking about what we cutting off from ourselves. Yeah. Like, no, baby, you doing some things that are probably not conducive to the lifestyle that you say that you want. So when you going to start cutting yourself off? Like you have poor habits, or you like, and and I say that's be, this because nobody's perfect. You know what I'm saying? Not, not by long shot. Not by long shot. But I think so often we like to place the blame on others. Like, oh, I had to such cut such and uh, I had to cut such and such off because they weren't doing da da da. At some point, you do have to self reflect and determine if you're the person that needs to be cut off. Right, because there's two people in every relationship and everybody plays a part. Whether you want to think that your part is positive or negative, you still play a role. And you always going to be the common denominator. So. <laughs> like, but yeah. But I would say, if you have one piece of advice, just one piece of advice for somebody who wants to take a leap, what would that be? Be like Nike, just do it. I know it's cliche. <laughs> Uh, but seriously, because to me, there is no, like, that was just the first thing that came to mind because you would just never know otherwise. I, I would, for me personally, I wouldn't want to live in the what ifs, like, Dag, if I had just done this or if I had just yeah. hadn't done that, just do it and see, just do it and see and try it. Like you, you're going to bounce back. If if you're the person that's leaping anyway, like you're the type of person that's going to bounce back. Like you're going to figure it out. Um, I really say like that probably is like I said it's cliche, but for real, just just do it. Like and if nothing else, you get the experience, you learn. And I used to tell this to our teams um, or my teams in some of our summer programs, but um, doing like different internships and whatnot. But like. Just saying to them, like, okay, yeah, you might not like this job, but at least you found out what you don't want to do. You might not yeah. have loved it, but you figured out, like, okay, I don't want to work in a daycare because I don't like children. <laughs> We've now eliminated something, but at least try it. Just do it. What's your biggest advice? Uh, I would say my biggest piece of advice 
is that everybody is so unique and so special and each one of us literally are chosen to be here for particular things like you would not be here if there was not purpose in you uh, purpose through you and so even when you feel like you're inadequate you're supposed to be because you ain't supposed to do it in your own strength because you're not that strong you're just mm-hmm. like the rest of us um, I would just say trust in yourself trust in whatever it is that you decide to trust in whatever higher power that is the universe God whatever you want to name it because it's nothing but a title that we give it um, but trust in that and I think that not only trust in it, not only believe in it, but act like it. And that was my big thing. It was like, you got to act this thing. You got you can't just quote this stuff and be like, oh, come what may God got me. It's like, no, 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 no. You got to act like it. Mm-hmm. And that means stepping out when it gets uncomfortable. So I would say you are unique. You are special. Everything. You have all the tools that you need. And uh, just bet on yourself. A lot of times we bet on a lot of other people. We literally go and get in our cars and bet on people who are driving amongst us to literally preserve our lives. Like, we don't even think about that. Like, that's a big risk to get in the car while everybody else is out being foolish. You don't know what could happen. You trust them more than you trust you. Mm-hmm. Really? You don't know what the people are. So, bet on yourself. Have that much faith in you and see how's, how that goes. Gym dropping. I think we did that so, this yeah. week. I think that's what happened here. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry that I'm so stuffy too. It's okay. It's okay. All right. You ready to wrap up? <coughs> I am. Excuse me. Let's move on to who you give me your tip to this week. I uh, lied. We're actually going to take a quick break. For our ad. And we'll come back. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Sound Ears Media. Sound Ears Media is a multimedia production company based out of Cleveland, Ohio. Sound Ears provides its listeners with weekly curated playlists containing wide ranging musical selections from the newest release hits to some of the greatest nostalgic classics in music. And Kiana and I are super excited about this new partnership as Bitches Love Brunch will have its own weekly curated playlist. So anyone looking for personal playlists to fit your unique vibe, DM them on IG at Sound Ears or on Twitter at Sound Ears underscore. Or you can shoot them an email at soundearsmedia at gmail.com. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. Y'all show Kiana some love um, when we post this episode. Send her well wishes and for the believers, send her some prayers and place a healing over her body. I speak that for you. Listen, I received that because I told myself I'm going to be better by Thursday and I don't think self-listen. So. (laughs) Well, I'm going to send some prayers up for you. Um, but for real this time, now we are going to do the tip. Um, so Kiana, who are you giving your tip to? Um, my tip, I have two tips. Hold on, cause I'm getting some facts. Okay. 
Okay, so... Dang, I don't know how much facts I'm going to have. Okay, what are we doing? Okay, so anyway, <laughs> I'm giving my tip um, to Miss Michigan, who was a contestant in the mm-hmm. Miss America pageant. Miss mm-hmm. um, Michigan got up there and uh, introduced herself and stated some world-shocking facts, yes. which is not world-shocking facts, but uh, I applaud her she for put taking... <laughs> this platform and put it on for her city and what she said was that um, she introduced herself by saying she's from the state with 84% of the US fresh drinking water but none of its residents to drink. I am Miss Michigan Emily Sayama Sayama. Mm -hmm. It's so weird so I randomly watched the Miss America pageant. It was kind of like on in the background but my ears perked up when she was up there and I was like Yes, Miss Michigan, you better do that. Yeah, so Miss Michigan stood tall in her truth about what's going on in Michigan, in Flint, Michigan, to be precise. It's, they still don't have clean water. We have not forgotten. Um, but she made sure y'all didn't forget. So my tip goes, I'm going to give her a 60% tip. And then my last tip, even though I think I want to do two, but no, I'm just going to do one because I don't got it in me. I am going to give my friend Cardi B a 20% tip for being about that life. life. <laughs> now, let me just tell y'all this. I will say this. I do Excuse not condone me. violence. But mm-hmm. I also am a trigger-happy girl from Cleveland, Ohio. Courtney knows Come me. On. Now, when I pop off, it takes me a while to get there. If I pop off and when I pop off, baby, it ain't cute. Um, but it, it does take me a while, so not everybody gets to see that side. I'm grateful for that. So I completely, like, when Cardi popped off, I was just like, you took her there. You took her there. Like, you just don't get to that point um, overnight. And you also, don't. like, the girl is who she is. She say, she from, where's she from? The Bronx. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been herself more than she's been this ed- eloquent Cardi B that y'all want her to be. And, um... I just appreciate her for staying real to herself. I think there's better ways that she can handle herself in the future. But that was the way she saw fit. And um, I I really dislike the fact that people are saying, like, you know, they shouldn't have been fighting in this high-class, upper-echelon place. Y'all, stop acting like them white people don't be there coked out and overdosing. So um, don't right. tell us that what we can't do is, isn't acceptable either. So, if we're not going to talk about them, y'all ain't going to keep pointing us out. So, those are my two tips. I would also like to add to that because, you know, I love me some Cardi B. Like like you said, Cardi B has been Cardi B from day one. And I feel like she was like, look, I've been letting this stuff slide for a minute, but you see me in person. What's up? Sometimes, some, right, what's up? Like, she not about that like where I'm going to talk some stuff on the radio or on TV and not address you about it. So this is what's about to happen. This is what's about to go down. Um, so you getting a tip, Kiana, just for giving Cardi a tip. People be real <laughs> shocked for you being who you are. Like, don't forget where I'm from. Don't forget. Not saying that you can't change, but, like, don't try me. So I right. feel Cardi like, no, nah, dog. What's up? And because 
Right. And just because I don't show it to you right away or I don't show it to you all the time does not mean that it still can't happen. Like, no, it's, it's been what it is. When when you ready to pop off, then you let me know. When you ready that's, to that's catch Cardi. these hands, I got them <laughs> for you. That's Cardi. I'm not talking about me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like we said again, um, this is the Bitches Love Bunch podcast and we do not condone violence. <laughs> right. But if something's necessary, Kiana, I got your back. That's thank all you. I'm going to say. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, my tip this week is going to... I was trying to decide who I'm going to do first. Um my tip this week is going to go to just Tuesday in general. Okay. Because <laughs> it's Tuesday, like, um, particularly or specifically Tuesday after 5 o'clock. Um, I was having a really good conversation with one of my homegirls slash coworkers, and that's how we ended up at happy hour because another coworker came out. She's a little bit older than us, um, but we were talking about the dating life. And she was just like, well, why don't y'all just go do something right now? And I was like, well, I got this application to do, and I got a podcast to record. She was like, you got a good hour and a half. Make something happen. And I was like, you right. So we went. So she gets a 40% tip. Ow. Um, I'm going to also give my second tip to the listeners because I realized as I sober up a little bit um, towards the end of the show that I sent y'all through a journey of my dating life in the first 20 minutes of the show and y'all didn't have to do that. Um, so y'all get a 100% tip as listeners and just bearing through that journey. Um, but just know that that is a part of our lives um, and we will probably have more stories like that. At least I will as you know we out here playing the field. Um, but shout out to y'all for just being Ooh, listeners. Oh, you playing the field though? Oh, I like that. Oh yeah, I'm playing the field. What you playing? playing field. You playing basketball? You playing <laughs> soccer? You playing lacrosse? I <laughs> this was said lacrosse. Sorry, that one <laughs> caught me off guard. <laughs> I just want to know what kind of games you playing. That's all I want. That's all uh, I want to know. No games, but I'm ex. I'm. I'm exploring. And Kiana, I would like to say that I think I used to say this to you all the time. Like, go ahead and, like, you know, date a couple people. Like, that's not really my style. I can understand that now. Yeah, it's it not used to my be style. My, I used to be able to, like, multitask, <laughs> if you would like to call it that. Um, I don't have that same capacity anymore. So, like, once I start to, like, find interest in a person, like, I can't just be out here, like, dating three people but anyway yes i'm playing the field i'm seeing what's out there um hopefully i'll be on another date this week but shout out to the listeners for um sitting through that story as i realize now that i was probably random rambling oh i completely forgot to share this too um you know brunch with besties they have like a book club Yes, I saw so that. So they have a book club, and they are reading a book now called, I think it's called Finding the Guy. It's Get the Get Guy. The guy. That's what it's called, Get the Guy. And so, you know, me and, me and Chanel, we talk a lot on social media. So she's like, join the group. I got these challenges for you. So I've been doing these challenges with them as they read along um, Get the Guy. 
So we are going to see how that goes. And if anything should come from that, uh, I will let y'all know how that is. But last week, I was supposed to meet 10 strangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I was going to ask because I knew that there were challenges that came along with this. I was listening to their latest episode. And I was like, I wonder where Kiana's at in this. Um, but now we know. Thank you for the update. Yes. <laughs> Some more updates to come with that. Go check them out. They get a 10% tip. They are girls. They get 15% tip. I ain't got no yeah. money. They can get the 50% tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. And shout out to them for uh, just for being them. I like, I love and I enjoy listening to, you know, some of our sisters slash brother shows or whatnot. But, um, they got a good show over there, so go check out Brunch um, with Besties. Sorry, I stumbled because I was about to say Bitches Love Brunch, but that's Y'all it. Y'all can check us out, too. <laughs> Always. What's your brunch spot? Ooh, about that. So, yes, me too. there is a brunch spot I want to go to, and so when I do that, I'm going to go. Actually, no, I went to brunch this weekend, but it. y'all, I don't got one. Long story short, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't have one. I'm so sorry, but I will be Damn. brunching again um, soon. I needed you to have one for the both of Brunch us. Soon come. I can't. Did I go? I don't know what I did this weekend. Everybody, check I, out Waffle House. If you kick it on the late night, <laughs> yeah. if you kick it on the late night, let's not forget where we come from, and let's not forget that. All brunches are not created equal. And sometimes Waffle House bangs. Actually, all the time, Waffle House bangs. All the time. So, if you're feeling like, you know what, I want to go to brunch, but I don't really got the ends to do bottomless mimosas. I really want to kick it with my girls. I'm a little hungover. Or maybe I'm currently drunk. Go to Waffle House. That's our brunch suggestion Sometimes you got to stick. Sometimes you got to stick to the good faithfuls. Like... Let's not get it twisted. It's not about trying a new spot, just about trying a new spot every week. Like, you need to stick to what you know sometimes. Not stick to what you, you know what I'm trying to say. Fuck it. Try, go to Waffle House, y'all. Can, you, can we good. talk about how the fact... Ooh, I'm sorry. I just got tongue-tied. Can we talk about... Because <laughs> I got so excited. How Waffle House waffles got, like, crack on them. I don't know what they put in their batter to make their waffles different, but... Their waffles are unmatched. Can we talk about how for the longest I would go to Waffle House and never had their waffles? Wait, I'm sorry. What was you doing? <laughs> Why? Why were you at Waffle House? <laughs> what were you eating? Okay, but they their grits was good. Um, oh, I've never had their grits. So were their eggs. What? It's a Waffle House. I'm eating a waffle, Courtney. I know. I mean, I know that now. I'm just saying. No. There was a point, but their waffles are good. They're amazing. I want some now. See, this is why I need bang. <laughs> Who trying to bring me some waffle house? See. With Cracker Barrel syrup. Girl. <laughs> girl. And Cracker Barrel, listen, listen, listen. Why would you go down this Because I really don't home? like, I really don't like Cracker Barrel, but their syrup. So first off, I I'm not, I'm, okay, so I love Cracker Barrel. Me and my dad, we used to go all the time, so it was very nostalgic for me. But Cracker Barrel has hands down some of the best pancakes. And I'm pancakes are so plain to me. Like, I'm just not a real big pancake person, but I was gonna say Waffle House. You wanted to call me out my name. No, but um <laughs> Cracker Barrel pancakes, try them. 
Let me know. <laughs> Let me know how that goes for you. You're welcome. You fucking. You're welcome. welcome. I also clearly did not do well on the not cursing this week, but that's fine. That's okay. I did it for the both of us. You did. You did really well. No Shout out to you. No problem. All right. You going to give them our social media? Y'all. Y'all can go. Where y'all listening right now, make sure y'all subscribe on whatever platform that you decide to listen to podcasts on. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave us some comments. We are really fun, nice people. Talk to us. We will talk back. You can find us on Facebook um, at Bitches Love Brunch. We have a page there. We also have an Instagram page that be popping. uh, And that's bitches double underscore love double underscore brunch. Hit us up there. Um, don't forget to check out our sponsors if y'all have not go listen to the playlists the playlists the playlist on sound <laughs> ears y'all they got some fire playlists i kid you not those playlists go that's who i should have given the tip to those playlists brandon's, go. brandon's playlist the love one let me tell you let me tell you it clearly has to come second to the bitches love brunch playlist because the bitches love brunch However, playlist is lit is lit however comma i it's just just know it's been in rotation courtney i almost said something inappropriate (laughs) but um just know that it has been in rotation that love playlist so really shout out to sound ears because y'all like just creating that space um Go check out the playlist. Please go, do. Go, go, go to um, Apple Music and follow them. I did not know that was a thing until recently. You know, I ain't even going to comment. Go ahead. You know me. <laughs> I know. And I was going to put you out there, but I'm not. But I, I'll tell you about that on the side. Anyway, to keep um, to keep up to date with the different playlists that Sound Ears has, follow them on Apple Music so you know they have hella playlists on there. Um, there is, I think another, there are two other podcast playlists on there. Um, it's just really good stuff, but that love playlist. I just want to let you know that when that Jill Scott, he loves me dropped phone almost went out the window. I said, where he at? Where he at? Where is he? I was searching and I was, I was looking specifically for him. So, (laughs) so yeah, like. It's real. So that enjoy. That wraps up our episode. This is episode twenty eight, y'all. See you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.